so much for joining us today. I wanted to do my part as a community member in the healthcare industry and bring as much comfort and peace to you as possible during this COVID-19 um, situation that we're all in together as a world, as a community. And um, I have a wonderful group of physicians that I will be bringing to you so you can maybe get a little peace of mind and hear some information about not only what we can do during this time to um, to hear the latest data um, and, and feel a comfort, uh, maybe a little less stress, uh, maybe some practical things that you could do to keep your mental health in check. Um, I wanted to bring you first this wonderful friend and physician. His name is Dr. Saeed. He owns Tampa Bay uh, Concierge, and he is an incredible physician, but also a wonderful personality. He uh, has his dual residency in emergency medicine and internal medicine. And I really think that you're going to enjoy this conversation. The beginning was a little, little chotty, I must say, if chotty is even a word, but it felt right. Uh, so I did a little edit and hopefully, I mean, he sounds fantastic. It's, it's my, my uh, audio that wasn't up to par. But listen, we're doing the best we can during this time. It was a phone interview and I'm so grateful for technology. And I know Dr. Saeed is too. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Stay safe and stay back. You know, giving giving people information and access and, um, you know, with, with Instagram and Facebook and all that, you know, all that, all those avenues out there. Podcasting. Podcasting. People, <laughs> you know, people ask questions. They want to know, they want reassurances, they want answers. And, you know, a lot of it doesn't end up being directly, Hey, I'm sick. It's, Hey, I need information. And so, you know, that's where we, that's where we step in, step in and say, yeah, what do you need? Text me, DM me, whatever. And let me see what, let me see if I can, you know, if I can answer a question for you or put your mind at ease or, you know, Great. let you know where there's actual COVID testing and tests available in Tampa Bay. <laughs> right. I mean, so I, I do want to, um, selfishly, because you were so gracious to say yes to this interview today. Um, I, I do, I, you know, like I take it for granted. I have wonderful resources. I'm home with my uh, physician that I've been with for years now in um, Manhattan, who, mm-hmm. you know, is also, she doesn't do social media. So, but she's such a, a, a resource, but the resource isn't reaching the masses. And, um, and I think that the opportunity that you have to kind of just let everybody know kind of how you're feeling you know, on a, a transparent level, maybe, if you will, um, during all of this. And then um, some of your thoughts about what people can do, because as you know, um, not me, thank goodness, I, I, I don't go into panic first. I go, I go into calm as a reaction. Um, but I know not everybody has that mode. So how have you been feeling through all of this? And, and how is your family? Yeah, so it all depends how you're wired, right? And um you know, for, for, I guess some people who don't know, I, I just don't do office medicine. Um, I, I, I 
trained in emergency medicine and internal medicine. I work in the ER every weekend, you know, so we're kind of first responders for this. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, um, I've been doing this a long time, so I don't really have a panic mode. I just have a let's get the job done mode. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and so having said that, um, you know, my kids are a little older, 17, 19. They're home from school now. Everything's virtual. Mm -hmm. And we're just having conversations as they come up daily like hey you know let's talk about the death rate let's talk about this blah blah blah. Uh, you know but you know so i'm they're they're calm but other people aren't and so what we have to do is really step back and say it's it's a little you know it's the the best way to contain this is definitely stay in and distance yourself that's it there's no there's nothing else we can do right now Um, and it's working, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, if you look at the data, it's working and, but we're, we're all social creatures. And so, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to distance yourself from people, but you've got FaceTime, you've got, you know, Skype, you've got plenty of things to do to try and, to try and maintain your, you know, your, your social habits per se. And this is temporary is what I tell everyone. Um, it's not going to be over tomorrow. It's not going to be over next week. We haven't reached our peak yet. Mm-hmm. But we will reach that peak. Everything will start to defervesce and the country will open up again and we will go back, go back to the state of normal. We're going to lick our wounds, though, because we, you know, it's really not just my opinion, but, you know, we didn't respond to this early enough and in a manner of in a manner of what we should have thought, thought of it as. It's a war. Sure. You know, it's a war with a virus as an enemy. And as such, it needs to be treated as such, right? So we didn't we didn't step up fast enough, but we can learn from that. The good news is the mortality rate is 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 uh, low, and you know the numbers are are starting to look better. And we we just need to hunker down and wait it out. And for that, we're going to need everyone's help, right? Uh, this is where your community comes in, and um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm not having my own horn or not, but but my wife is going out and helping the homeless and, you know, providing whatever mm. she can, food, money, whatever. And it's not just her, it's, it's our community, our church community. So that's where the importance comes in um, yes. until, you know, so that people have a semblance of community and know that they're not alone. Um, yes, so and, important. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of rambling a bit, but, and so the other aspect of this is my, my thought on this is, and coming from the front line, from the ER, we do not have protective equipment. Um, mm-hmm. It is in short supply. It is in lockdown. You know, we went from not having any masks to now you get one mask. And God forbid that mask, you know, gets dirty or ripped or whatever. So that supply chain will open up um, at some point. Um, luckily, in our area, we're, you know, we're not being hit that hard. It's really New York and those hot spots that really need, really need those supplies. So the best yes. way, the best way to help us in on the front lines, the healthcare stay workers, home. stay home so that stay we don't home. have to waste masks. We don't have to unnecessarily do tests. And, and those tests, not only do you use, you know, swabs to gather samples, which are in short supply, but you use protective equipment. And so, you know, it would be great to test everyone. That gives you a nice epidemiologic data you know, database to work with, 
mm-hmm. but the virus, but, but if it doesn't change your management strategy for this virus, those tests probably aren't needed right now. And, and they should be, well, they should really be used for the people who actually do need them, the ones who are sick. Um, right. And that's kind of my two cents on this. Good. Um, well, I, uh, I appreciate that. And um, I, I wanted to get a sense of what types of uh, calls you're getting. Um, are you getting more? Because I know that you have implemented telehealth from day one, yeah, correct? Yeah, from day one. Yeah. So like today, I'm, I'm home. I'm working from home. I have follow-ups. They're all telemedicine follow-ups. So Beautiful. Um, what system do you use? Uh, so, so I use Spruce Health. Um, mm-hmm. and so Spruce Health, you, you guys can all, you know, uh, Google, it Google it, look it up. <laughs> they're, right. a, they're an entire VoIP system for your office, you know, two-way texting with patients and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, so, so the downside is they have to download an app for it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, and that's one of the issues with telehealth when I was implementing, you know, there's, there's, uh, touch points during the process of, of, of getting an appointment you know, they got, they still have to get into your EMR system. They still need to register and do all the fun stuff and verify insurances. And then the next step is, well, then you got to download an app and you need to set up an account with the app because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, because the issue with telehealth, again, my two cents, there's a lot of companies out there vying for your, you know, vying, vying for Mm -hmm. your business. Mm -hmm. None of them are integrated really with your EMR. So it's an, so it's an outside system that, needs its own um, uh, account that the patient needs to set up. Right. Um, but but the, the positive side of that is that people can stay home yes. <laughs> and, and they can reach out to you and you can uh, give them great service via a computer. Absolutely. And once they're set up, that's it. You're done. That's you know, it. Maybe, yes. maybe it takes five minutes to set them up. You have to walk them through it. But after that, boom, you're connected for yeah. life. So, well, I'll tell you, I have implemented it myself. So, um, pre coronavirus, I decided, you know, because I have a, a, a serious passion for removing the stigma of mental health, that I decided I'm just going to go preventative, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's talking about preventative medicine. So, mm-hmm. preventative mental health. So, I started using um, therapy. I hadn't been to a therapist in 24 years. Um, not to say, I mean, I'm always working on myself, but a professional therapist. So I tried, um, my husband has great insurance, a UPS man. I used Teladoc and mm-hmm. I've had three sessions. Um, I have had literally no issue and, um, and it's such a great, easy service that now, like you said, you know, setting it up, of course, it's just, I mean, it's tedious, but it's, it's not really an issue. No, once, um, once and done. Yeah. So I think that it's, it's certainly a huge resource and you must, you must feel good that you were ahead of the curve and you didn't wait until now, which is what everybody's doing and scurrying and trying to get uh, telehealth integrated into their services. Yeah. A lot, so they're, they're trying to figure out now what works for them, how to implement it and all those things. So yeah, um, I'm. I'm glad. I was, I'm glad we were a little proactive with that. But um... <laughs> yes, you were. And more than that, so let's talk about what you've done in terms of technology. Because you are, you are like I'm watching your Instagram. I'm like this guy. Anything that comes out that's good and will help him and his patients, he is all about it. So, what what are the some of the the devices that you've been using? 
you know, whatever, whatever I can use that doesn't add cost to the patient and I can, right. put, I can put in the office, um, you know, from digital stethoscopes, the entire office runs off an iPad. Um, uh, even, even the your most basic functions. Like I do a lot of email, um, mm-hmm. not follow-ups per se, but I stay in contact with patients via email. Um, uh, because you know they want to be able to contact you uh, directly. They don't want a middle person, um, right. and you know most groups can't do that. It's just I run kind of a micro practice, so it's me mm-hmm. and an assistant, <laughs> and so right. we, we keep it tight and we keep it personal. Um, and so those are the kinds of things you know, texting and the iPads and dig- and, so, and and digital EKGs and digital this. Everything's digital, digital. It's all in the in, in the cloud. Um, and then if I see something that's interesting on a consumer level that I think that, hey, you don't actually need to come into my office to figure out, let's say, weight management stuff. You know, I can guide you, but, but, but here's a great consumer device that used to be an office-based device, and now you guys can go buy it for a couple hundred bucks. Well, you know, I, I try and encourage that on social media and just, you know, just sort of point it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, those, but those are the big devices, right? All, all our tablets and, and cell phones you know, to run that office on a mobile, on a mobile level. So if I'm in the ER and a private patient calls, um, I can answer them. I can take care of a prescription. And so it's an, it's not just the hardware, it's the software foundation from the EMR and the telemed side and all that stuff. So, um, you know, which is, which is really the wave of the future, to be honest with you. Um, it's certainly uh, the wave of right now. <laughs> it is. It's wave of right now, and and it's going to be more for the future. Hence, all the, the you know all the investments that are being made into the telehealth services, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially Zoom. Zoom got a big bump. <laughs> it did. I just got off of one. <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. a great resource. You know, just for um, because we don't get to see a lot of people now, and a lot of people are quarantined or isolated. You know, I just was with 30 women on Zoom, and it was fantastic. I got to see mm-hmm. you know, a lot of women that I do business with, and uh, it certainly makes you feel good and makes you feel like you're less alone. And, of course, you know, keeping our stress levels down is only good for our immune system. So it's important mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. some type of connection to other humans via digital right now. Right. It, and it's a global world, a global yes. economy, and that's what that's what all this tech tech helps you do to stay in contact, do do business, you know, see loved ones, you know, yeah. those kinds of things. So absolutely, uh, I um I love you know I'm putting out today because of course I've called in my my tribe of resources for my physicians as I continue to navigate through the business of medicine and um got together a lot of banks and you know, uh, telemedicine companies and uh, all mm-hmm. of that, just so I could uh, provide, you know, some help to others that might feel very alone right now, because I feel like at times like this, we need idea generators, you know, um, so we can focus on seeing that light through the storm in this situation. Mm-hmm. So now as, you know, you're an entrepreneur in the medical community, um, what are you You've been very active on social. I've always thought you've been really, really great with that. How has that, um, how has that impacted your business? Has it been beneficial? Do you see any benefits from that? 
Um, yeah, so I haven't been as active as I would have liked to have been mm-hmm. over the last few weeks, honestly. Um, but the, the in, Instagram is the social outlet that mm-hmm. I use most of all. I, I really think, I mean, there's, there's no reason not to be on every social outlet, but I do it myself. So time sure. you know, concerns, mm-hmm. I generally just stick to Instagram. Um, and really I, I didn't go into it thinking this is what I'm going to use to generate business. Mm-hmm. I use I use it more as this is what I use to show my personality mm-hmm. to give some advice to lighten up a serious situation and to you know and and, and again to provide an avenue for contact mm-hmm. you know you can DM me on Instagram mm-hmm. um, and and it's not HIPAA compliant I can't really give advice however you know it's a point of contact and so you know that that conversation can move from there to you know a private line or tell ends it up on this podcast tell that yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, i mean this and this is this is the the world that we live in that's why i think that you being a great example to your you know colleagues in the industry about they could use this because really a lot of people are looking to physicians right to um, to come to to be a resource to get right information instead of you know watching the news. Um, but it does also give you that opportunity to be that human. I mean, because my goodness, you have so many great. Uh, I mean, you love music and you you fly a plane and you know it's wonderful that everybody gets to relate to you on that level because I think most patients don't always project side of them. It's been. Um, really great to see you embrace that. And I think that many others should do the same, especially now, like telling your story about why you decided to go into concierge medicine or why you decided to start this practice, you know, um, and my goodness, like, thank God you did right now. I I mean, uh, yeah, it's, I don't want, I don't want to put words in your mouth. (laughs) No, 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 it, uh, no. But but thank you for the kind words. <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> I mean it. Um, um, but yeah, and it, it's you know you gotta be human. Mm-hmm. We are all humans. No one person is more. I say this all all the time to my kids. Humbleness, humbleness, humility. Mm-hmm. We are all the same. You may be pres- president, CEO of some whatever, and you are, and the other person is a, you know, works in the cafeteria. Everyone is important. Um, It doesn't matter. We are all the same at the end of the day. You know, and again, I'm not touting my own horn, but I walk through the hospital and I know everyone's name. Okay. I don't care if you work in the cafeteria. I don't care if you're part of housekeeping. Hey, what's going on? I know your name. Why? People ask me why. I said, because (laughs) (laughs) we are are all part of this. We are mm-hmm. part of this. World. We are one, actually. You know? I've been saying that more often than not lately. You know, there is nobody yeah. out there that is different than I am. We might look different. We might have a different business, but but we're all the right. same. And now more than ever, and and be be kinder, support each other. Um, I think that's why you know when I thought, let me get even more active on my podcast because this is very simple right i, I called you yeah you, yeah and you ramped it up and i love it I love <laughs> thank <your podcast>. you <laughs> i listen to oh, every good. single one thank you it's good to know i mean but and i always i joke when i even do workshops about media i always say if i was smart 
you know, I would really ramp it up. I would make it more like every Thursday or, or whatever the case is and look for more sponsors because this is, this is yeah. where everybody is right now. They're, they're listening yeah. um, because we're multitaskers and I can speak for myself. I'm quite sure that because you have that entrepreneurial spirit yourself, I mean, I get up in the morning, I exercise and then I meditate and then I go right to my podcast. You know, I'm like, all right, where's yeah. Jay Shetty? What's Gary V talking about? You know, what can I do to stimulate um, this this excitement that I, I, I'm, you know, listen, I'm excited that I have some downtime. It's not that I have downtime. I'm still busy, but um, I'm not running around. I'm in my home office. It's wonderful. I'm sure you feel the same way having yeah. your family um, around you. Uh, it's a nice little break from the, the chaos that we're used to, even though there's so much chaos right. out there in the world. Um, for us, we get this opportunity to kind of, you know, breathe and pivot, you know, so what I've been telling so many people, like, it's an opportunity more than it is, uh, you know, you, you could choose to go down that path of doom and gloom, or you can take this opportunity to focus on really what you want to do to catapult yourself into the next dimension of business. Um, right. Because I'm right. sure that your business has evolved since I was with you. How long ago was that? A year or two? It, it was a year ago. ago. Yeah, it was, it was you had just ago. opened yeah. Oh, yeah. not too long before. Yeah, so how is it yeah. going? Yeah, so we've gotten Good. busier. Um, and and and, but even with that, it's again you got to pivot. Yeah. So the you know one of the biggest issues, and and you know because you've managed mm -hmm. large you know groups, the biggest one of the biggest issues is mm -hmm. HR or, or it's actually employee mm -hmm. hiring, right? And so I went from, you know, and I had, I had a lovely nurse. She, she needed to leave because of, uh, you know, some, she had to go back for some right. family stuff. We'll go back to Ohio. Um, and then I started looking for other people. No one really worked out this or that. And so yeah, I had to pivot, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was, you know, I, you just can't keep looking for, you know, hoping you're going to find the right person. We, we, I was actively looking on monster and indeed and all, whatever, and so, interestingly, and, and here's why you should talk to everyone, right? And keep an open mind. Interestingly, I was talking to my web, uh, my web mm -hmm. designer, and I and and I, he asked, "How's it going?" I said, "I can't find anyone. It's tough to find the right fit." And he said, "Well, why don't you why don't you use uh, this company?" Uh, I said, "What is that?" And he goes, uh, "Well, it's a, they do they have virtual assistants." And so I looked into the company. Its mm -hmm. name was Da Vinci, but they, they didn't do medical assistance. They did you know, general mm -hmm. business assistance. But that led me to look, but then I started looking for a medical company, a, a company that did medical stuff. And I found one called Hello Rach. And it's amazing. They have medical assistance virtual that can work remotely. Isn't that a dream? And so, <laughs> and so I, I, you know, it would be nice really to hire local and keep it within Tampa Bay. But, you know, the, the needs of the practice at the time had, change i had to pivot and so i have a virtual assistant now nice. his name is ben he works remotely he works remotely from home he takes care of all wow. the admin all, offloaded all the admin right appointments and checking insurances and all that kind of stuff and in the office it's me so i schedule people i don't stack people which is great for social yes. <laughs> And then everyone sees me in the office. You know, I greet them. I take their, I take their blood pressure and vitals and whatever. And we put a game plan together. And 
you know, so there's no real middle person. And so I had to pivot where traditionally it's, you see the registration clerk and then you see this and then a nurse and blah, blah, blah. Then the doctor walks in 15 minutes later. Well, now the doctor walks in yeah. right away, meets you in the waiting room and just takes it from there. And then anything administrative I need set up, I give Ben a, I, I just text him through an app and say, hey man, can you take care it's of this wonderful. for me? And that's how we do it. And, and during the day we huddle, right? Because again, uh, again, with telemedicine, you know, with, with telehealth, I can jump into a video call with him and say, Ben, how's it going? What do you need? You know, we kind of huddle during the day off and on just to touch base and keep it yeah. human. I think that's yeah. so fantastic. And, you know, um, I have said this to friends mostly, not to my doctor clients, <laughs> but I have said, <laughs> you know, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am that I don't have 250 staff members or, you know, the ones I had in New York or, or the 33 in my last, because right now there's so much, you know, who am I going to keep on board? How am I going to continue to pay my staff? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and just, but it's the only thing that really, really can really harm a practice is, is who is part of your team, really. Because you can, right. you know, I've said it to so many when a physician asked me, well, well, how come, you know, I can't get them to do A, B, C, D, E. I'm like, okay, well, number one, they're making 12 bucks an hour. Let's be real. Uh, number right. two, they don't have a, a piece of your business. So nobody's ever going to work as hard as you. Nobody. Like nobody's ever going to, when I'm yep. working until nine o'clock at night, I certainly don't expect anybody else in my company to do that. You know, exactly. so you have to be realistic, but then um, to be able to outsource like that is a huge advantage. I had heard of this company um, m myself and I, when I first opened my business, I used an executive assistant. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic, you know, because if you have somebody that is, you know, already trained in the industry, <laughs> You don't have to worry about much, but those humans are really going to make right. or break you. So I'm sure that we both share the, uh, the same, that we don't have to be in charge of a lot of people right now. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, when the time comes or if the time comes right now, every right now, the two of us can handle everything, you know, if we grow or expand to a point where we need, need to mm -hmm. change you know change the model then we'll pivot and we'll hire people and go from there but for now the patients are happy um you know my my assistant's very happy because he works from home That's and he gets great. to see his kids yeah well yeah so we should all be for now but more working. Be, yeah in a world yeah, exactly. where we were all doing what we're doing you know i mean that's why it is such a, a great business yeah. um it led me to to think about how right now um, to have empathy for the people that are in our industry that have to show up to work, that have to, um, you know, deal with maybe somebody or, or with that, I want to, I know for me, when I open my business, it's completely changed. I read a great article today on LinkedIn about how you know, I've always said this, that no matter what you think your business is going to be, it's going to change. So go ahead and have, you know, this plan yep. and the spreadsheet. It's kind of like, you know, having a birth plan. I know you think it's going to go down right. like that, but that's not, you know, the only way to actually works and what doesn't work is do. Right. No, I mean, you put it, you, you put together that business plan. It's, and it's a, um, you know, it's a 10 plan. Yeah. 
and it's not written in stone. And some people feel, hey, you know, month six, this was a projection. We didn't hit that projection. What are we doing mm-hmm. wrong? You, it's just a template. You need to be, you, you need to keep reassessing, know your numbers. You need to really, when you're a startup, you need to micromanage every dollar. You really you do. do. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, mis- I mean, mistakes are made and hopefully they're not huge mistakes. I mean, I made mistakes uh, thinking I'm going to open the doors. And, you know, so I bought, you know, bought everything I needed up front when there's probably a bunch of stuff I didn't need. And now, now it's starting to expire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh well. So, but that, that's that's yeah. okay. Those were small those are we, small mistakes. So. And you I mean, I've been to your office space. It's so beautiful and um you spent the time to design it to make people feel at home when they came in and I'm very impressed with how you brought a lot of your personality inside the the of your paper. I think you did a great job with that. Um I yeah, also think that, you know, they do need I always you got like hold on to it like you have to spend money that you're not making yet when you start making the money yeah you know it seems so common sense or or practical but you know we want to do so much i was guilty of the same i mean i joined every organization at first over it's like being thrown out the window that loves culture today but you know we we learn from those mistakes yeah and you know for medical practice I would say those mistakes are tend to be large ticket yeah. items. You know, you want the best equipment, you want that laser, you want this, you know, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to have enough patience to support mm-hmm. that. Um, so you got to be, you got to be conservative in the beginning. And you um, have to listen now, to your audience. Now, like you, you know, I yeah. always say it doesn't matter what you think is going to work. You know, the only person that's going to know your business goes is your audience. Exactly. And that's a great, that's a great point because my web designer uh, said the same thing, you know, cause we'll touch base and we'll look at the SEO and, you know, we'll look at ways to tweak, tweak the website and this and that. And he, he always says, what's uh, you know, what's the market tell you? What are your, well, you know, and when he says market, he means yeah. patients, what are the patients tell you? What kind of patients are coming in? Are you seeing, you know, you seeing 20 Botox patients mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. week? No, then why do you have why do you have four bottles of <laughs> right. Botox in your office? Just wait to right, expire. Right. So, so right, and so things that I thought were going to be, you know, things I thought were going to be a little more, we're going to be busier. It's not, it, and and really in the back of my mind, I knew it was always going to be the traditional medical. Um, the medical um, was going to be the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. So people need a doctor. They want they want that um, primary care, and that's really what it is. The rest is kind of okay. Some maybe someone needs some of the other stuff that I offer, but ninety percent. But that's ten percent. Ninety percent is all mm-hmm. medical. It's primary care, uh, and that's what the market said. And that's really, you know, that's that's. Uh, that's what I was trying to do. So why don't you take this last few minutes to just, I'm going to, you know, something in your, of course, about your practice and let everybody know to contact with you, but what, what of your business? So anyone who's looking right now um, for a great doctor that's right here in Tampa Bay that they might want to do telehealth with, but could actually see you in person too. um, (laughs) Tell us about what you're doing. 
Yeah. So the model really is it's, it's primary care, internal medicine. It's a hybrid concierge model. Um, so I, you know, we do accept insurances, most major insurances. Um, and then for the people who want that, uh, you know, physician on speed dial like, so that they can mm-hmm. just text you or, or call you. That's a little bit of a concierge model that, that we do for, you know, for a monthly retainer. And it's re- it's a reasonable retainer based on age, you know. Old, the older you are, the more work you need. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right? I mean, uh, I, and I have young people in the practice. They're, you know, in their 20s and 30s and they, you know, some of them travel and some of them, you know, some of them really just want someone they can call and talk, talk directly to. Um, and so there is no age limit, right? It's just kind of what you, what you need, what you feel you need. And so that's a model. It's, it's a hybrid model. And we don't, you know, I don't treat insured patients any differently. They all get my email address. They all have direct access, but again, the concierge patients, they have, they have a cell phone, right. my cell phone. So. And you offer um, um, and- IV therapy. Yeah, we, we do all that. We, we do all the kind of one-stop shop stuff mm-hmm. too. Um, Urgent care, aesthetics. Are you doing house yeah, calls? Right. Not right now, but. Doing, no, well, actually, we're, we're, I'm still okay. doing house calls. <laughs> yeah. Do so you have a hazmat suit? No, you know, it all kind of depends, right? I mean, if they're having respiratory uh-huh. symptoms yeah. in this, during this, mm-hmm. you know, during this crisis, then, then I tell mm-hmm. them in. Um, and even my regular office patients, I'm telling, mm-hmm. I will telemed them and instead of having them sure, come into sure. the office, the other patients are fine. You know, you take your precautions. I still do house calls for other stuff. Um, and, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a matter of what the patient needs. We, we, we it's personalized, right? The office is very personalized. So whatever you need, we'll talk through it, figure out what you, what the patient's requirements are. And then we'll, and then we'll handle it from there. Right. So, and you're Monday to um, Thursday. And then you are closed Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because I'm in the ER Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Doing my stimulus. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, and what does it look like in there right now? If you could share with us before we say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. In the ER, you mean? So, uh, <clears throat> and I'll tell everyone, I'm not, the ER I'm in is just outside of Tampa proper in, in Pasco mm-hmm. County. Um, and we really have not seen an influx of COVID patients. We have tested mm-hmm. a few people, uh, but, 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 but they had reasons mm-hmm. to be tested um, and haven't received any positives yet. So uh, as far mm-hmm. as positive results. So, That's good news. you know, that is good news, right? But past, but, but Florida itself hasn't been as hard hit as other parts of the country. Um, what we are seeing though, is a lot of panic. Yeah. As far as, hey, I've got this, I've got this stubbed toe and it's been hurting for a month. So why don't I just call, why don't I just call an ambulance <laughs> and take me to the hospital? <laughs> and so, and so we are seeing an influx of that yeah. kind of stuff, but uh, you know, again, you just have to be patient, stay home. That nurse, right? you, you saw that video with the nurse that um, went viral where she, she got, she got, oh, well, I'll have to send it to you. Um, pretty funny, mm-hmm. but she was like, listen. If you're going to come into my hospital and you stubbed your toe, I'm going to punch you right in your face. <laughs> you know, it's really, really good. You know, she certainly didn't expect it to uh, get as many views as it did, which is what everybody's viral video. Yeah. You can't yeah. plan that stuff. You have to be real. 
But your um, yeah, even exactly. your I love your post um, <laughs> with your mask of the box on your head. Oh my god, oh. you guys got to follow uh, Tampa Bay Concierge on um, on Instagram. And so you're really you're doing a great job. But you're also at the same time, you know, giving us some good information. Stay home, save lives, you know. That's yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the only way this 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 uh, pandemic is going mm-hmm. to die off, right? Um, we just have to distance ourselves, and not just for us, yes. but for our parents, yeah. our grandparents, our sister who's receiving yeah. chemo for breast cancer. You know, those are the people we have to think yeah. globally about. So, and it's not just. It's not just your family. It's everyone else's family. Mm-hmm. We have neighbors, you know. I, again, you know, I, I don't want to oh, get on soapbox, but yeah, the, the, these are the people, the people who aren't thinking that way are, are coming into the ER and it's, uh, you know, I don't get mad. I just politely kind of educate sure. them and then take, take care of business as usual. But, you know, they are using up supplies, yeah. you know, uh, that, that really we need for, yeah. and, uh, for right. what could and happen. So- um, in the paper this morning about um, our wonderful, oh, I'm taking a breath, governor. Um, of course, I, I, and who nobody wants to be on lockdown, but you know, sometimes we have to do the right thing for others, not for ourselves. And, um, and if we all yeah. had a mindset of, you know, thinking of our, our fellow neighbor, um, maybe everybody should, you know, instead of watching uh, the zombie apocalypse, they could Mr. Rogers neighborhood or something so we could get back to that world where we um we really take care of of humanity but you know what there's light at the end of the tunnel I keep saying mother earth is so happy right now that there's less uh co2 going into the atmosphere and right will be good about this um there will be great that comes out of this too I think there'll also be more entrepreneurs and I think people will get so comfortable I'm saying it here first with telehealth that we're not going to see as many patients in the offices today. So if you haven't jumped on board and you're a doctor listening to this, I I highly recommend that you get well-versed. I don't think that that human touch will ever go away. The fear that a lot of physicians that over the years talked about, we're we're always going to need our doctors. It's a business that's going to die because we need you here on earth to take care of us. But um, we have to think forward in terms of um, the technology that is available to us. And I look forward to hearing you talking to your Tampa Bay community more on social because you can be the voice um, of calm that people need to hear. Uh-oh, and now I lost you. Well, you know, if you're talking on the other side, I can hear you, but no better place to end than this. Thank you so much for joining us today.